Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Houston Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. And welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mark Ovenden. Glad to have you with us today and glad to have Jimmy Rogers with us every Tuesday at 2.30 or whatever time you happen to listen. He's right away in the second half of the show because I know our affiliates carry the show at all different times. But, uh, Jimmy, we, we talked to Mark Gronowski after the game was over. Cooper did up in, in Minneapolis, and he said it was kind of fulfillment of a lifetime dream to play on a baseball field because he'd watched Northwestern play at Wrigley Field as a kid. Uh, what was it like for you to be at Target Field? Because, I, you know, I'm guessing the experience was quite unique. Yeah, it was unique, but it was a really good experience. I mean, it was, it's really an awesome venue, and, and the Minnesota Twins were so gracious to have us on their field, and just the uh, uh, hospitality that they showed us was awesome. Uh, as far as the field itself, you know, I think we always make things a little bigger than what it is because once the game starts, the guys are just kind of focused on their job and the field becomes irrelevant. So I felt like our guys handled the field just fine and we were able to come out of there with a, a dominant win. And I think you had said during the week last week you'd never played or never been on a on a baseball field for a football game. You know, there are a few of them around here. If you played in South Dakota, you would have played on one at Watertown, but uh is it is it odd having the you know the skin of the infield still there yeah i think what's odd is uh i mean i grew up playing baseball so i don't think it's super odd when you're in the dirt and you run off of the dirt like judging a pop fly in the air right that happens all the time but very rarely do you are you running from grass to dirt with your eyes up on a ball and the surface change from soft to hard almost to where you're skating i think that part is maybe the most unique and yep. it really kind of stemmed in the strategy of kick towards the infield because i didn't want 100 dustmen our first kickoff to be going in the dirt and just get him rattled mentally and then i did not want tucker large fielding his first punt drifting from grass to dirt and the infield going the other way so um yeah i mean part of it is just getting used to it and getting comfortable what was it like for the crowd turnout for South Dakota State? Yeah, it was awesome. This is this has been an awesome showing by all Jackrabbit fans that have supported us because Montana State, I felt like they were a big part of the win. And then to see 18 and 18, 18, 5, I forget the exact number for Target Field, and especially with that being a you know, uh, neutral site game. Um, it was awesome to see that many people there. It was a little airy, you know, it's kind of weird. Just the stadium is so much, uh, different than a football stadium. It's really dispersed, especially, um, in that type of venue, but they were awesome. The band was awesome. So we were blessed to have the support that we do. Yeah. I was just talking to Pat Scary in the first half of the show. He's the Towson state men's basketball coach and he, is bringing his Towson State team out here to the Pentagon to play South Dakota State, and he's excited about a neutral court, you know, game for his team. I said it's not going to be a neutral court. It's uh, the South Dakota State fans follow their team about as well as anybody in the country. Yeah, I think uh, I think that was apparent in Frisco, and I think that's been apparent this season so far for sure. And what the one thing we talked about is uh, he didn't realize this. He's younger than me. The Patriots played their first games, their first season or two at Fenway Park, believe it or not. That was their home field. And you talk about an odd situation uh, to, to look at Fenway, because Fenway's smaller than any other baseball park. 
they literally shoehorned that football field in there. How did that work out at Target Field? Yeah, I thought their grounds keepers did an awesome job. Um, I think they said it takes eight hours to remove the the mound and then eight hours to put it back on. Wow. So yeah, credit to them. I thought they did a great job. I can tell they didn't love having, you know, 110 football players all on the field, especially just ripping up the grass. They were out there after every break trying to patch it up like a golf course. So, yeah, uh, appreciative of them and their staff, and it was a great great environment. Our guys really enjoyed it. Well, I'm sure the grounds crew was appreciative of the fact that it wasn't raining. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, there was actually supposed to be rain in the forecast earlier in the week, so I'm glad that it didn't get to that. It would have been pretty muddy in the infield for sure. Yeah, the infield would have been or actually the whole field could have gotten pretty torn up. Howard Wood Field, where Augustana and USF and all the high school teams used to play when my boys played college football. Uh, if you had an, if you had an early season game with rain, the field was ruined for the year. And, you know, up there, I'm sure they would have replaced whatever they had to replace for baseball, but still, uh, you spend all that time getting the field to look where you, to where you want it. And then, oh boy, it just gets torn apart in one afternoon. Uh, how did Mark? I played on Coughlin alumni. Oh, true. When it rained, they got tore up because the football <laughs> Brookings I was playing on it. So I know all about that. Yeah, you're right. I, I that that is true. Uh, and I miss Coughlin alumni. Aside from the walk up to the press box, you had to kind of it. It certainly you got your uh, exercise going up there. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I'm guessing the one thing you don't miss is the locker rooms. Yeah, you know, I, I do, I just, I believe football is meant to be played outside on grass, but, uh, we're, we're blessed with the facilities we have because it's well kept and we know the footing and we know the, you know, what to expect every single day, rain, sun, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I do think the field turf is probably the way to go for all colleges, but, um, yeah, it's, we're blessed with facilities now and I got nothing to complain about. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like I've said to you before and I said to Stig, you have the nicest office, the nicest CEO's office in the state of South Dakota. You sit there in your <laughs> office and you overlook the stadium and it is awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. I'm sitting in it right now. So I know how blessed I am. Jimmy Rogers is our guest. Jimmy, about the game itself, uh, Drake scored first. You came back to score. 70 unanswered points. Um, how, how much fun was it to see everything executed the way you wanted it? Yeah, I think it was It was good to see. You know, we did what we said that we would do together as a team, um, that we would stay consistent and stay on them. And uh, no matter what happened in the game, we weren't going to let it impact how we kept moving forward. And I, I was happy uh, at the point in which we took out our starters, which we took them out, I think, four minutes into the third quarter. Um We'd scored twice, like back to back there in the third. That was really quick, and we decided to take out our starters. And then the thing that did not happen that has happened in the past is that you know miscommunication, lackluster attitude, or lack of physicality or mental errors. Like those those things did not happen in the game, and that was really good to see our young guys step in and and really just stay on them and consistently take advantage of their opportunities that they were able to get in the game. Well, and the beauty of that is the Missouri Valley is such a rugged physical conference that you're going to need some of those guys at some point this year to step in and play. Yeah, yeah, we will. We always do. And, um, 
you know, the best sign of a team is when you lose a great player and you don't see a drop off, right? And uh, sometimes those guys don't always get the opportunity, but it's about the opportunity that they make of um, make of it when they do. And fortunately, we have a really mature group with great leadership, and um, we're able to not jump a beat when somebody important or significant goes down. Who of the guys that came in eventually to play were you most impressed with? Um, you know, we always seen Angel Johnson's ability. We see it at practice, but for him to get in there and uh, score immediately off two long touchdowns, it was fun to see. Chase Mason is only going to be getting better and better and better. Um, now those are the guys that score, but there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes of O-line and D-line. I was, Bryce Hawthorne was a freshman defense lineman that has now played in his second game. And, um, I think those reps are invaluable just for his progression moving forward into, and we're going to try to give him two more this season, um, but he'll be a different player come spring because of those reps. Uh, Dawson Rudd, um, young young old lineman, Quentin Christensen, young old lineman that are going to be a, you know the future of this football program here shortly. So anytime you can get reps with those guys, Davin Stoffel, freshman tight end, who's going to be a really, really good player for us. Um, obviously, Griffin Wildey has, continues to do his deal, and I think all of the – Everybody that gets in, it matters. It's just who makes the most of those moments and, and really capitalizes on it. Because you really don't know when you're going to be in next, and you really don't know um, how long you get to do it, just injury-wise. So great leadership, and it stems really from that, that everybody stays prepared. All right. Well, we'll talk next Tuesday. Take uh, take some time to relax. I'm, I'm guessing you're going on a vacation, no practice for the players all week, right? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Thanks a lot, Mark. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Jimmy. Jimmy Rogers, our guest here on Calling All Sports. We'll be back to talk Canaries baseball with Mike Meyer right after this. I'm Jeff Gould. And when it comes to mattresses, there's no better choice than Comfort King, the original mattress factory of the Dakotas. That's right. Comfort King has been voted number one local best mattress for 14 years in a row. And they want to help you find comfy sleep. Sleep well, live well with Comfort King. Visit ComfortKing.net now and experience the comfort and quality you deserve. Comfort King, the original mattress factory of the Dakotas. Sweet dreams and better health await you. For that extra special gift, look no further than the Diamond Room. Justin Shadow and his staff will make the entire experience an enjoyable one. We've been helping customers for almost three decades, and Alone Spectre has actually been in the business much longer than that. We have the largest selection of loose diamonds in the region. We also have two in-house goldsmiths and two graduate gemologists on staff. Visit the Diamond Room at 3501 West 57th Street, Sioux Falls, or call 605-362-0008 for an appointment. Or you can always check out our new website at thediamondroom.com. For those who don't like to be still. For those with things to do and the drive to get them done. For those in search of a partner to help make it happen, there's a bank. A bank that listens, acts, and impacts all things right here. Dakota Bank. Go with experience. Go with teamwork. Go with integrity. For banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Dakota Bank. Here for you. 
Member FDIC, equal housing lender, insurance and trust services, not FDIC insured. Buying a new truck for your farm or ranch is all about the bottom line. At Billion Fleet, Farm and Ram Commercial Business Link, we know that better than anyone. We have the experience, selection, and industry-exclusive pricing and incentives to help you with your bottom line. Plus, new Ram trucks have been named Motor Trend Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. To see if you qualify for fleet pricing on a new Ram, call 888-531-1013 or go to billionauto.com slash fleet. Just walking into Vance Thompson Vision, I, I was amazed at the spaciousness, the greetings I got at the front desk. Nine years ago, my daughter had LASIK surgery. She said, Dad, when you're going to have your cataracts fixed, you should check with Vance Thompson Vision first. Well, my wife looks so good now with these new eyes, I think we're going to take a second honeymoon. <laughs> Download our free cataract checklist at VanceThompsonVision.com. Penny Kleindienst is an interior designer. So when Eric and Becky Roskop hired Simply Perfect to update their dream home, she knew where to turn. The experts at Fireplace Pros have a wide variety of heat and glow and heat later fireplaces to choose from. And they hit a home run with a contemporary fireplace they chose together. They always help me come up with the perfect fireplace that makes all the difference in the way a home looks and feels. Our gas fireplaces and inserts from heat and glow and heat later are the best in the business. You can stop in and see the region's largest showroom or visit us on the web at fireplaceprofessionals.com and get a virtual tour. We have almost 100 heat and glow and heat later models on display and even more in stock. If you ever need advice, just call 339-0775 or better yet, stop in and see us. We're Fireplace Pros, 1217 West 41st Street, Sioux Falls. Just like Becky and Eric, you're going to love the way your home feels. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Furniture Mart USA, and Fireplace Pros. And if you haven't had lunch yet, stop by Arby's because they got the meats, they got the treats, they got whatever you might happen to need. Uh, you know, whether it's lunch, supper, dinner, snack, uh, they've pretty much got it all. I just, you know, I was talking to Mike Walls the other day and he's, he feels my pain. He wishes they had kept the salads too, because uh, that's been my go-to there for so so many years. I think Arby's been with us since pretty much the beginning of this show, which was 2010. And uh, yeah, I've eaten thousands of farmhouse salads over the years, but it's uh, it, it they just don't have it for now. I'm hoping they get it back. But there's there's plenty of other stuff for me. It's just that I need to stay away. From the gluten in the buns, which, as one of my good friends at work last night was teasing me, said, and that's what makes everything taste so good. <laughs> I said, yeah, I know. So I, I, I cheat once in a while just because, uh, it's not the end of the world if I do, but I, I, I need to stick with it. I've been gluten free for like 18 years and it's uh, certainly made a big difference. So, anyway, there's plenty for you at, at Arby's. Just get the roast beef sandwich and don't eat it with the bun if you're gluten-free. I do that all the time. Plus, the fries are great, the curly fries. Mike Meyer joins us here in the final segment of the show. I'm probably I'm probably making you hungry, although it's uh, it's lunchtime where you are, isn't it? It is, yeah, and you are making me hungry. Do they have Arby's in, in, in Arizona? We do, absolutely. Okay. Well, then you're a good. Show. The one thing you don't have there is Lewis Drug. 
We do not have Lewis Drug, yeah. How That's, do you uh, how, how do you survive without Lewis Drug? I know it, especially, you know, when I had, you know, this summer with the surgery and all that stuff, I was at Lewis Drug uh, quite often. <laughs> Makes everything convenient, you know, locations everywhere, one next to the bird cage, which is always nice. Well, unfortunately, you're just going to have to move up here. You're just going to have to live here. You're <laughs> full full time in Sioux Falls. We'd love to have you yeah. here. How's the search? How's the recovery process going? Yeah, it's it's coming along. You know, I wish it was moving a little bit, you know, faster. But uh, getting there, I just got cleared uh, to be able to lift ten pounds with my left uh, arm. So starting to get a little bit more active and trying to build back some of those muscles. But uh, you know, still range of motion isn't quite there, and there's still a decent amount of pain in there. And hopefully, you know, over these uh, next six months or so, I can kind of get it back to where I'll be able to go out and do normal stuff, throw batting practice, hit hit fungos. You know, maybe even get out and play a little golf. Well, I hope so. I know I, I had, uh, let's see, I hurt my shoulder in March. I had my prostate cancer surgery at the end of April. I wasn't going to be able to play for six weeks because of that. And then when my six weeks was up and I tried, my shoulder wasn't healed. I thought maybe all that rest was going to make it better. So it was yeah. a couple of more months before I was able to start playing. And that's just, it's torture. But when you think yeah. about the long haul, and realize that that's, you know, if giving up one summer of golf is not the end of the world. Yeah, no, I needed to get it done, you know, most importantly to be able to do my job uh, efficiently, but, you know, also hopefully I've got quite a few more years of uh, being able to play golf, and, and I get the best of both worlds, being able to play golf up there in the summer, and, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting ready to get into our busy season of golf here down in Arizona. What what town in Arizona is home for you? Uh, Tucson. Okay, you're in Tucson. All right. Yeah. Uh, so the season came to kind of a an abrupt end for you. you. Had such a great month and a half or so leading up to the playoffs. Um, have Have you kind of gotten over the disappointment of the fact that it was just two games and done? No, I don't think so. I think uh, you know it's it's obviously you know, tremendous season for us. You know, it's been building for the last couple of years and getting the right pieces and the right people to help in our recruitment and, and to see it come to fruition and, and make that, that run and get into the postseason was all great and everything. But, you know, our ultimate goal was to try to compete for championships. And, you know, I think one of the things that was kind of glaring was um, the difference in experience levels between, you know, Kansas City and ourselves. Um you know, I think we had 14 rookies on our roster. They have one, um, you know, and they had 11 guys that played in the major leagues, and we had four. So we need to try to, you know, get to that level. Um, you know, I'm not – that doesn't mean I'm not going to have the young guys. We love having young guys, and I think the young guys can be, you know, very beneficial for us. But, you know, it's just kind of getting those guys, you know, pushing them forward and, and getting that experience level and, and expediting that as much as possible. And I think this year was really – a great stepping stone for that where all these young guys that became vital pieces to our roster, um, you know, we're able to get some of that postseason experience and, and, you know, we can improve on that. And, and I think, you know, next year when we're in the same situation, it'll be a little different. Did you, did you notice some, maybe were the guys a little tentative or what did you notice that maybe that lack of experience might have been the result of? So, you know, you hear all the time, you know, during playoff time, you know, oh, he's a big game pitcher or this guy's a clutch hitter. And really there's, in my opinion, there's no such thing. 
there's guys that just perform the same that they always perform. And there's guys that it becomes a little too big and they try to do too much. And so the guys that just continue to perform the way that they normally do, it looks like they're performing at an even higher level because most of the guys out there, you know, every swing they're trying to hit a 500-foot home run. Um, you know, a couple of different things that happened, you know, game one, wind was blowing out, you know, we made a bad pitch, boom, the next thing you know, three nothing, you know, that one kind of got away from us. But in game two, we really outperformed them in, in every, you know, facet of the game except for runs scored. Uh, and I go back to the, the third inning and it just replays in my head. We've got first and third and nobody out and it's a zero zero game in the third inning. And we go punch out, pop up, punch out and, those three at-bats, in my opinion, were guys trying to do too much and just instead of, instead of just playing the game and doing what we, we've been doing and what those guys have been doing all season, you know, I think if we, you know, have a little bit different mindset, you know, the pressure shifts to Kansas City a little bit because we scratch for a couple, maybe it ends up being a big inning and now all of a sudden we're up two or three to nothing um, and they're the heavy favorites, you know, and now all of a sudden they start pressing a little bit instead. We come out of the inning without scoring a run. They go, they hit a backside home run, and now it's one nothing, and it changes the complexion of that that game and that series, you know. And I think a lot of that is just having the experience of not trying to do too much. And and they didn't, you know, that was the one thing that you know Kansas City did really well. They just never tried to do too much. They took the walks, they took their backside singles, you know, whatever it was that we gave them. So in the off season, in addition to getting, you know, the the shoulder and the arm better so you can get back out on the golf course what are you doing to improve your team yeah so these first few weeks will be kind of not much um you know just let the guys kind of decompress a little bit from the season and then we're going to start getting after it and you know my goal is to keep adding to the depth i think that was the biggest difference between this year and the last couple it's not that we didn't have good players the last few years we had great players we just didn't have enough of them and I thought this year that was one of the biggest things that we had where when we had a guy that went down with a little bit of a hammy, you know, we had a guy that was coming off the bench that could have been a starter for us from the beginning. So we didn't lose as much there. And, and you know, with our rotation, when we had a guy that wasn't performing or, you know, wasn't, uh, you know, was dinged up or whatever, we had a guy in the bullpen that we could bring in that could, you know, be an adequate guy. So, you know, adding that depth, adding that uh, experience, level um so we'll get started here probably within the next couple of weeks um when all the playoffs in our league and the atlantic league are all done um then it's things start to shake out a little bit so we'll we'll be able to you know hopefully add some some veteran pieces and and kind of fill in some of those roles but it'll be a grind from uh you know the next couple of weeks until we we get there to spring training and then moving forward you know it's just going to be a constant you know balancing the salary cap and putting together the most complete roster we can and it sounds like, from when we had him on the radio here not too long ago, that Jabari would like to come back. Yeah, so it's, you know, a lot of our really big key pieces, you know, so far, again, things can change. It's fluid. You know, in, in a couple of months, they may think differently. But it sounds like we're going to have the majority of our offense will be back, um, which is good because it was one of the better offenses in the league. And it sounds like all of our key pieces in our in our pitching staff will be back. All of the guys that really made, helped us make that second half push. Um, and again, a lot of them are young guys, you know. Which you know, hopefully, we can get them to affiliated. But if not, they're the type of guys that we could have for two or three years. You know, the Seth Millers, the, the Chris Hardens, 
the Charlie Hasties, the Brady Stovers, you know, a lot of the younger guys. And then obviously don't know yet on Ty. Ty was full breath was fantastic for us down the stretch, but it sounds like Akeem Bostic really wants to come back as well. So, you know, to mix in some of those veteran guys, you know, along with those really talented young arms. That'd be great. All right, coach. Uh, we're, we're out of time. You get yourself better. Enjoy the time off and we will, we'll talk soon. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, always a pleasure. Thanks, Mike. Mike Meyer, our guest here on Calling All Sports, the skipper of the Sioux Falls Canaries. They played so well down the stretch. And then bingo, it was just over so fast. Uh, but, you know, as he said, the team they played had a ton of experience. Uh, I know Carter Wardeal had said early in the year he felt Kansas City was, was by far the best team in the league, and it turned out they were really good. Fourteen guys with major league experience. I'm not sure you... I'm not sure you're ever going to get that many guys on your team with that kind of experience, but it certainly helps in the postseason to have guys on your team that have been there and done that so they don't press too hard. Uh, busy night tonight. Actually, this afternoon, the Boise City Golf Tournament wraps up. We'll have highlights on Dakota News Now tonight. There's a big volleyball match over at the Washington Gym, the third-ranked Warriors against number one Harrisburg. Those Tigers are good, and they're young. They're fun to watch. So is Jefferson. I... I really like the Cavaliers. They've got a tall, powerful front line. So lots of stuff coming up. We'll have gridiron greatness. We'll see how Ryan Jansa did today in qualifying out in in uh, California and, and uh, try to let you know tonight on the sportscast as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks to all of our sponsors, to Arby's, to Lewis Drug, and everybody else for making this thing a reality. We're back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Rosenbauer, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, The Diamond Room, Furniture Mart USA, Billion Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, Houston Speedway, Comfort King, and Corey and the Fireflies. Save 11 per...